you know, you've been writing about Russia in, in the situation uh, in terms of just the impact of the sanctions and these wet policies, this economic warfare. And uh, you make a really great point about how what is hurting Russia the most. And, and I think this pipeline conversation about just how the global south, how this region, Eurasia, is being interconnected in this way, you make a really great point that it really has been the plundering of Russia's assets abroad and yes. how and the gold that has been the biggest uh, point of damage for Russia because Russia is not necessarily isolated economically in other respects. Could you talk about Russia as not being isolated? Because here in the West, especially the United States and the Biden administration, they talk about Russia as being alone, right? The world is not with <laughs> Russia. The world, of course, is just uh, the, the EU or select yeah, EU exactly. countries. But <laughs> Uh, could you talk about Russia not being isolated here? Because, of course, there's been this contradictory phenomena of the ruble increasing in value and the Europe continuing to import gas out of necessity, as you said. Could you talk about Russia's uh, la isolation or lack thereof? Yes, uh, Russia is isolated by 12% of the world's population, essentially. Uh, the absolute majority of the global, practically the whole global South. And we cannot consider Singapore global South because Singapore is a very wealthy enclave in Southeast Asia. And uh, Northeast Asia, Japan and South Korea, which are basically American colonies. If you, if you do not consider these three in Asia, the whole global South is either not demonizing Russia, not sanctioning Russia, or both. And uh, this includes, of course, the BRICS countries, very, very important, which, uh, which are the basis of uh, a concept that has already been uh, established in, in, at the Valdai Club, in fact, in, in Moscow, and is going to be expanded by the BRICS leadership soon. BRICS Plus. So soon we're going to have BRICS Plus. Uh, probably members like South Korea, Indonesia, Turkey, Nigeria, Senegal, Argentina, you know, they are candidates, uh, an expanded BRICS, in fact, which is a sort of uh, a G20 without the G7. Basically, that's what BRICS Plus is going to be. Huh? Um, and for instance, the, the past three months I was in Turkey. Turkey is a member of NATO, which should, should uh, in theory, be demonizing Russia to death. On the country, and uh, tur the Turkish diplomacy, which is, I learned a lot these past three months. In fact, they are. Uh, it's not Erdogan that controls everything. Uh, the Minister of Foreign Affairs in Turkey, they have some very, very capable diplomats. They are. Uh, their tripwire act is very well calibrated. They hosted uh, one of the uh, rounds of negotiations in Istanbul between Russia and Ukraine, for that matter. Uh, it was so successful that it was the first time that Russia and Ukraine actually agreed on something. And guess what happened immediately afterwards? The Americans intervened and they simply destroyed any po the possibility of any further negotiations. So in Russia, it's interesting. I, I talked to, to, to a lot of, of people of the Russian, of the Turkish establishment or diplomatic establishment of academics that they were, of course, we simply cannot afford to... Uh, demonize or isolate Russia because we depend on them on so many levels. Uh, gas, Turk Stream, 
building of nuclear plants, uh, tourism, you know, you name it. So, uh, so uh, the way they are playing it is a lesson for the West and for the other uh, NATO members, of course. And not to mention that uh, to the right of, uh, uh, of uh, Turkey on the map, if we go to Iran, Central Asia, etc., everybody is discreetly understanding the Russian position, even if not outright speaking in favor of it, and certainly not demonizing and continuing to do business with Russia. And in the case of India, for instance, is, uh, the Americans were absolutely horrified. Because not only India continues to buy uh, Russian energy and will keep buying even more Russian energy, even if it's directly from Russia or relabeled what we call the, the, the Latvian mix. <laughs> you know, it's 49% uh, Russian oil, 51% Latvian or other destinations mixed in mm. Latvia, Latvia and then sold all over. But they're going to be paying it in their own in their own currency, the real, and re, with a real and ruble mechanism as well. From the point of view of uh, of the American establishment, this is absolutely horrifying. It's happening, and it's one of the most important BRICS uh, nations as well. So uh, uh, Russia is definitely not uh, isolated by all means across Eurasia, across Africa, all over Africa, in all over Latin America as well. Even Brazil, yeah. with a right-wing military dictatorship uh, in, still in place, mm -hmm. Bra the Brazilians know that the Russians are, first of all, they're a member of BRICS. Second, uh, exchanges with Russia, trade exchanges have been going up all the time. There's a lot of Russian investment in Brazil. And obviously, they cannot alienate Russia on an international diplomatic level. So they, they have been playing the, the neutrality card very skillfully. I think it's the only foreign policy victory between commas of this current administration in Brazil. So uh, to, to, to sum it all up, Russia is isolated by NATO stand, 